Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the Talking... Okay. I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast. Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. So welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. With me today, as always, is the lovely James. And uh, how have you been, James? I've not been too bad. Uh, not too bad at all, actually. But I've not had as much adventurous fun as you. But I've been enjoying uh, branching out and trying to be a bit more healthy and drinking almond milk. Oh, well, that's good. I like almond milk. But I cannot hold a candle to what you've been doing. No. So this week I've been to Exeter Film and Comic Con which was, it was a lot of fun. And I got to see one of my favourite writers, which is L.L. McNeil. And she's going to come on the show and actually have an interview with us, which is really fun. That'd be very, very good. And she she writes stories about dragons and mythical creatures and things like that. So I first spoke to her in about episode three, I think it was. So that was fun to meet her. But Extra Comic Con was... It was very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. One bonus, and it's like the stupidest of bonuses in the world, but it was free parking, which I know sounds ridiculous, but actually the fact that you didn't have to pay for parking on top of everything else mm. at a Comic-Con actually was quite a good thing. No, no, that's a very good thing. It always is somewhat of a grind for me when I end up having to pay to park somewhere. So I didn't really make the most of Exeter comic-con i didn't like go up and speak to people the nerves got the better of me to be honest but it still was fun i sat in a delorean so that was a lot of fun (laughs) that is very good (laughs) one of my friends would be so jealous of you so jealous you were actually it was at cardiff again as well so it's following you around it is or you're following it Mm. I think I might be following it, to be honest. I don't think I'm that famous yet that the uh, the DeLorean is uh, following me. So <laughs> I've gathered at the Cardiff one, there were two different DeLoreans there. No, there was just one. No? Oh, I'd heard something about that. I'm sure I read something about the being the... Uh, or maybe they just changed the design of it. You know, they did things to it so they could have one like you... Like in the Ready Player One film and another one like in the Back to Future films. No, there was only the Back to the Future one there. Oh, okay. Yeah, unless they changed it today. I'm assuming it might have been something on the yeah, on the Sunday they altered it or something. <laughs> Maybe. So Exeter, I can't really sort of say a huge amount, but there was, you know, there was a lot of fun mm-hmm. things there and I got quite a lot of like Fungo Pops and things because I absolutely love them. I got good, all good. of the Shaun of the Dead ones, so... And so basically it was more, I was going for the fun of it, really. Mm-hmm. Was there anybody dressed up like Doc or Marty? Who's that? Doc, you know, Marty. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought that was one person. I thought no, you no. said Doc or Marty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, there wasn't. Oh, that would be no. very, somebody running around doing Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Marty! <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> Gotta come back with me! 
<laughs> and yesterday I had the pleasure of being at Cardiff Film and Comic Con. And that was a lot of fun. Good, was, good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It started that, you know, like I, I walked in there and, you know, I just uh, popped to the loo. I'm not going to start with the loo story, don't worry. But first of all, there was there was blood all over the floor. But, you know, obviously it was Comic-Con, so it was fake blood. Let's just hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so, yeah. And uh, me and this other woman were like only at Comic-Con. Mm. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and there was this poor guy who had been put on toilet duty. So basically he had to sit um, on this seat that was just, he had to sit there the whole time waiting for people to come up and ask him questions and things like that. But it was right next to the toilets. And I turned around to him and I said, my God, have you lost a bet or something? <laughs> what was your response to that? He went, I have lost the world's worst bet in the world. <laughs> So, yeah, I felt very sorry for him. Again, I just did a little bit of wandering around, but <laughs> I did manage to speak to a couple of stall holders. <laughs> There's some guys on a stall which was called Super Loot. Super Loot? Yes. Basically, it's a geek and gaming mystery box. <laughs> Basically, what they've said to me, we might be able to join forces, Ooh. which will be quite fun, and then become an affiliate of us. Oh, excellent. So hopefully that, that actually happens. But even if it doesn't, it was a, you know, fantastic opportunity to talk to them. But also got a little interview with them as well. Well, having a look on their website it looks very good. So it's five to seven handpicked geek and gaming goodies, plus a limited edition t-shirt delivered to your doorstep every month. Visit www.superloot.co.uk I mean, they deliver it to your doorstep. You can't really ask so much more, and I would strongly recommend it. I've literally, I'm not pimping this too much. I literally gone onto their website and looked at it without any prior knowledge of it, and I'm very impressed by what's on there. Very impressed. It is really, really good. And I actually picked up one of their boxes, so I might actually open it first of all now <gasps> and, uh, on mic. So sorry about wrestling. If it's going to be live. It's going to be real. <laughs> Don't don't get much more realer than this. Yes. So, right. So it comes in a big black box, and it smash it. says smashing boredom in the face. Uh, oh, here goes. Oh. Okay. So I've got. Uh, actually, I'm going to put the box on a different uh, different place so I can actually still speak properly. I've got a little stuffed plush Hulk, which is amazing. I love him. <laughs> he can stay out of the box. And a Ready Player One mug, which is very, very cool. That was a very, very cool film as well. Uh, I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh, do it. Do it. You'll love it. Okay. If you like anything that's 80s based, I it do. is the future. It says on the cup, welcome to the Oasis. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that's good. When I when I watch the film, all of this is going to make complete sense it, to it me. It will. I won't say anything about it, but it will all make perfect sense. Okay. And an, a T-shirt as well, which the T-shirt, obviously, when you sign up to it, you actually give your size <laughs> so that you, know, you can wear the T-shirt. And I've got a Westworld T-shirt. 
which is kind of in the style of Jurassic Park. So it's kind of got like a Jurassic Park <laughs> logo on the front, which, yeah, very cool. Liking it so far, loving it so far. Yeah, me too. It's, it's just like a little, little box of geekdom. It's amazing. What else? I've got a, f- I've got a Magic the Gathering Funko Pop. <laughs> and... Some other little bits in here as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. You got some uh, Star Wars uh, gadget detail uh, decals. Decal. How do you say it? De- decals. I think so. <laughs> yeah. The things that you would transfer into something else. Yes. They're yes. decals. Decals. Okay. You so see, yes. Not only are you entertained listening to this, you also learn something. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of like Star Wars, obviously Star Wars themed uh, images on there, so you can put them on your laptop, your phone, like wherever you fancy putting them, basically. And we've also got a comic in this box, which is Power Lines One. So I'll give that a read. So I don't know who that is by. Oh, it's by a guy called Jimmy Robinson. So mm. yeah. Interesting. Well, it's always nice to sort of be first on the bandwagon for a new comic. I always like that when you sort of get the first inaugural issue. It's a really new comic as well. It's even better. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So I will give my review on this comic. I'll actually give it a read, and I'll let you know next week. Good what stuff. My thoughts are with that. Uh, right. So I won't. I won't sit here now putting it all back in the box. Mm-hmm. But I. That is very exciting, you know. Cost me cost me twenty pound, mm-hmm. and I got all of that. So you know, you get like I think it's like forty to fifty pounds worth of goodies for the cost of twenty pound. You know, and it's also UK based as well. So for all our UK listeners, mm-hmm. it is a bonus. Can't beat a bargain, as my friend Steve always says. Can't beat a bargain unless it's a freebie. <laughs> so if you actually want to contact them on Twitter, it's at Superloot. And then they've got a hashtag of hashtag Superloot as well. So if you guys want to sort of connect the dots, you know, the listeners I'm talking to now, but if the listeners want to sort of connect Talking Cods Wallop with Superloot, then that would be fantastic news. Would be fantastic. Can't people do it? Do it, yeah. do it. Yeah. So at Talking Cod Swallow Pod and then hashtag Superloot as well. So that's S-U-P-E-R-L-O-O-T. Okay. <laughs> I think I've talked about them for enough, but let me actually insert now uh, the interview that I took with one of the gentlemen. Okay, so at the moment I'm here with... A gentleman, what, what's your name? I'm, my name's David Toon from Superloot. Ah, okay. And uh, yeah, I've stumbled across your table. So tell us a little bit about Superloot. Okay, so we run a uh, monthly mystery subscription box. It's basically Comic-Con in a box. So for £24.99, you get to around £40, £50 worth of merchandise, pop figures, T-shirts, and pretty much everything that you see around Comic-Con. We, we source all geeky stuff from different suppliers, and we ship it out to our subscribers every month. We base, base our boxes around themes, so we've got a Halloween theme coming up soon, classic movie 
theme coming up and a Christmas theme. So um, yeah, we're here today just to really, we've relaunched our new brand. Um, so we're, we're relaunching it here today and we're doing a box for £20 um, and an extra Super Loot t-shirt. So we've got lots of deals and, and giveaways going on. Okay, fantastic. And um, have you got like a website? Yeah, sure. So it's uh, it's www.superloot.co.uk um, and we've got a couple of offers going on at the moment. If, if, if you go to forward slash CCC, um, I think there's a, a, a discounted £5 offer or something on there. So you can get your first box for uh, a little bit cheaper if you wanted to try it out. Okay, brilliant. And as we're at Comic-Con, who is your favourite superhero? Oh, I'd probably say superhero. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go classic. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Super, super, Superman. I think for my classic one. Yeah, yeah. Just for my childhood, some, someone I always followed. So I'm gonna go classic and go Superman. Oh, brilliant! Oh well, thank you for your time. Yeah, no yeah. Cheers. Thank you. And the other person that I actually spoke to while I was there, but I didn't actually get a recording with him mm-hmm. because he said he was a little bit shy. So and that's fair enough, you know. I mean, I can never judge anybody on being shy because I'm pretty shy myself. So, but I wanted to give him a shout out as well because he did this artwork, but it's like all dot work. It's absolutely amazing. This artwork that he does. I'm interested. What's dot work? Is it made up from wee little dots? Yes. Yeah, so he does all of the art using dots. So a bit like impressioners. His company is called Tudley's Pen Art www.tudleys, so that's T-U-D-L-E-Y-S-P-E-N-A-R-T dot com. Yeah, so giving him a shout out as well, because he was, it, like, seriously, I'll take a photo of the, of the pictures that I actually picked up. I picked up one of Deadpool, and the other one was of my other love, which is Nightmare Before Christmas, and it seriously was amazing. Mm. You know, his artwork was absolutely insane. So, you know, highly recommend going to check him out. Everyone must go check him out, basically. Do it. Enrich your life. The final two things that I had was I met Ant- Anthony Stewart Head, <coughs> who is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know... The Gold Blend Man. <laughs> you know what? Brilliant. <laughs> but he is also um, Charles from Buffy. And I actually went up to him and I got an autograph from him. So it was just 20 quid. So I was like, brilliant. You know, that that's that's a nice affordable price, isn't it? It is. It is. I felt so sorry for everybody else that was like a celebrity around him because, you know, everybody else had like maybe one to two people or nobody, you know, like nobody sort of wanting, queuing up to see them. And then like Anthony Stewart, it, you know, he had masses of people so you know the lines were crazy for him wow i just felt so sorry for the other people but funny you actually mentioned nescafe gold blends i actually took a pop with me and i got him to sign that (laughs) what was his reaction to that was he happy to have that done (laughs) yeah he was what i said was is i turned around to him and i goes i've got a surprise item for you to sign Mm mm-hmm the fear crossed his eyes, I bet, at that point. Uh, yeah, so like a look of worry came over his face and I went, oh no, no, I, it's not anything dodgy or anything like that. So obviously at that point I'm like, oh my God, I'm just freaking out celebrities. 
<laughs> I pulled out the coffee and uh yeah he he did chuckle. He did also say though that uh it does happen quite a lot of times. So I was like, "No, oh, that's a shame." But still, I'm really excited. You know, I'm still really happy that I actually got something that unique. That's very good. And I, I always think it is quite interesting. I mean, unfortunately, he said um that People uh, do do that quite a lot to him, but I have found when you bring things that are a little bit quirky, or certainly if you delve into somebody's past when it comes to getting autographs and things, they get quite excited and happy because yeah. you're not hitting them with something repeatedly over and over and over again that they'll have all the time to have to put up with discussing yeah. or signing. So, yeah, it's um, it's that's very cool, and you, you have signed copy. I mean, to yeah. me, that's the coolest <laughs> thing ever, really, so... Yeah, so it's uh, it's now displayed with all of my other like collectible stuff. I, I probably won't ever use the coffee. No, I'll just no. keep it as a... I don't know if I could do it, though, because I, I have a problem with coffee. I drink far too much of it, but yeah. So, yeah, so that was my funny story of the day. Um, the lady who I spoke to, you know, because obviously you have to go up and you have to speak to the, the people that they're there with. <laughs> the handlers. The handlers, yeah. She did say that if I popped back at the end of the day, you know, towards the end of the day, then I probably would have been able to have got a soundbite from him. Ah. But because I had like a, well, two and a half, three hour trip ahead of me mm. and I was feeling tired already, I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to head home. So, but you know, otherwise it was quite nice that he was willing, you know, he even turned around and said he'd be willing to do it. But it's okay. the circumstances. So, and you know it's understandable, and hopefully, hopefully we'll cross paths again, and I'll be able to get a soundbite or an interview with him then. So the final person that I saw there is a UK-based publishers of comics and novels. So the company is called Dead Star Publishing, and once they are, you know, once they're settled back from <laughs> Comic Con again, they're going to come on and they're going to come and speak to us as well. Excellent. Cool guys. Yeah, and it was also nice because my my friend Squee has, or his his real name is Ian Shaw. He's actually written a story within one of their comics, which you know it was nice to actually see that on you know on display and mm -hmm. everything. And I was like, oh, I felt really proud of Ian. So, yeah, the boy done good, as they say. Yeah, he did. He did, and also the fact I don't know, I don't. Well, I don't think that Ian would m mind me saying this as well because it, Ian is actually dyslexic like myself <laughs> and the fact that he has actually written his own story is is incredible, you know? It is. So it's, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to write a story anyway, but then when you've got an extra hurdle that you have to actually jump over, mm. you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. And it's also a very good story as well. I really enjoyed reading it, so... Well, yeah. let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that everything goes well for the future and he gets more stuff done and yeah. onwards and well, upwards, onwards and upwards. Yeah, well, they're hoping to actually release a volume two of the book. So hopefully, you know, Ian will get another shot at doing that. And, you know, obviously there was other people in there as well. So hopefully all of them get to write a bit more as well. So <laughs> You know, James, if you fancy writing something, I'm well, very good. So, I could, well, yeah, I could give it a shot. I have written things in the past. I've got various different, like little short stories and screen 
things I've written. So yeah, why not? I could yeah could go somewhere with them. Yeah, definitely. Give them a shot, see what happens. Yeah, and see what happens. I have stuff I need to write anyway. <laughs> so an article I said I'd write for somebody. So oh, that's good. As I understand it, one of the things you I think would have particularly enjoyed going down there being Cardiff was listening to the accent. So the question is, oh yeah, uh, you know, were you surrounded by lots of Welshmen? <laughs> I was. That wasn't that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was quite a good Welsh accent, but it wasn't half as good as theirs. Well, I'm not really from <laughs> Wales, am I? So I don't have the, the powers, but I tried. You did, you did. But no, I did fall in love with quite a few Welshmen. Uh, regardless of what they looked like, it was more their accent that I fell in love with. So, yeah. <laughs> we call that it's very yeah. it's very sexy even the females one as well so we call, we, just... i think we call that stalking so <laughs> it's, it's not stalking if you like somebody i was like no i think you're following people around the uh the comic-con oh no i wasn't following people oh, around right. i just said that i fell in love with ah, people you know right. like i was like talking to them and then they you know like their accent i was just like oh well, it's really hey, nice. if it keeps you happy, that's the main thing. Yeah. But also I've noticed as well, um, I made the joke as well, because when you enter into Wales, mm-hmm. um, especially the south of Wales, you have to cross the Severn Bridge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I paid, I paid £5.60 to get across the bridge. Then all of a sudden I couldn't read all the signs <laughs> because they're all in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> just moving on to things now because mm-hmm. obviously my week has been fantastic mm-hmm. but i just wanted to give a shout out to a new listener as Ooh. well who yes because last week's episode had a raving review so there was quite a lot of downloads with that one and it's quite nice because i actually get to see how many downloads we have now and yeah so it was very popular especially when i put up the pictures of the blue <laughs> that it seemed to intrigue people a lot more so you lot are a lot of sickos out there but i love you all <laughs> um right okay so <laughs> yes <laughs> although i did uh i did nearly lose uh, i was talking about ian earlier nearly lost him because he said if you ever put up pictures of poo again i am gonna unsubscribe to you and i said okay well i won't do it again because okay. <laughs> he is a real life friend so you know <laughs> i can't i can't lose a real life friend um but one new listener that we've actually gained is a gentleman called Bob Christian, who is on Twitter, and it's Scribbleology. I think that is how you say his Twitter name. Basically, one of the best reviews I had uh, for last week's episode was from him, and it was the point that you almost fall off a treadmill laughing due to at Cod's Wallet Pod discussing poo covered in sprinkles. <laughs> I, I saw that. It, that was a wonderful Wonderful tweet. A wonderful thing to know that we've had such a positive impact upon someone's life. Or yeah. maybe not so positive, but it could have been very impactful. Yeah, so depending on how this week's episode goes, I might have to put up a uh I might have to put up a warning sign just in case, you know. Yeah. A warning <laughs> just in sign. In case he's on his treadmill again. <laughs> but it's nice to see these taking physical fitness to that next level. So yeah. big round of applause, sir. Big round of applause. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a great idea to listen to something comical as well while you're doing your exercise mm. because, yeah, it's like something that just kind of gets you through the pain of it all. 
I mean, it can get, yeah, it can get all dull and boring. So let, let, listen to us, pop us in your ears, take away <laughs> some of that pain and, you know, make it all go a bit quicker and a bit more interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, of course, like I've spoken about myself. Mm. Um, is there, you know, like, has much happened to you this week? Or? Uh, a few things have happened. A uh, few, few interesting points. I did the chili cheese reaper challenge thing. You uh, did, yeah. Yeah, uh, that can be listened to at some point, I'm sure. Uh, people can can make what they will of that challenge. Um, yeah, I will be putting because you sent me, <clears throat> you sent me the audio. Yeah. for that challenge uh, i also attended a comic con myself this weekend um it was uh skipton comic con um, okay yeah it was uh <laughs> it was it was nowhere near the height of either of the comic cons you've been to and unfortunately it seemed to basically just be a room with a few stalls in it but you know Aww. <laughs> I, I felt rather robbed having paid for it but i thought i'll go in and see what it's like i can get pictures maybe pimp the uh podcast yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't have worked to be, <laughs> to be honest but you know acre, uh, acorns and large trees and things so it may get better they're, they're trying i can't get too upset they're trying they're, they're doing what they can that's it everything everything has to start somehow doesn't it mm, correct it certainly yeah. does. At the same time, at least you went and uh, you enjoyed yourself. Maybe next time you could like apply for a press pass and then mm. you can uh, get in for free. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can go around one room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go, look at the stalls, right? See you later, kids. <laughs> no, but they are trying. I know it sounds like I'm being a bit crude, but they are trying their best. Um, yeah. But in the, in, the, um, in the great examples of things that happen, Gemma, I want you to sit down and I want to tell you a story. I want you to make yourself comfortable. Okay, I'm comfy. So, I want you to imagine this This could be hypothetical. I'd like you to imagine that you've come, from a, come home from a hard time at work. Okay. So, you've had a, a rather hard testing week, day, and you come home and get in the house and you see upon the doormat a little card from Royal Mail. That says you've been left. Eh? So you missed a package that's been delivered. Yeah, I got you, one of those this week, so I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, you, I'm sure listeners will have experienced this too. So everybody's with me so far. Yeah. So you you pick up the the card and it says that the parcel or item you've missed has been put in the, your requested safe space. Which you think, mm, okay, I've never requested a safe space before, but okay, <laughs> so let's let's check. So it says it's been put in the blue bin. Uh, and within the UK, the blue bin is generally the bin that's used for recycling paper and things of that nature. So I'm thinking, okay, blue bin. So anyway, I go out to the blue bin. I open the blue bin. I know it's definitely my blue bin because it has my number on it. And I open the blue bin and there's nothing in it because the blue bin was emptied the day before. By My, <gasps> my neighbours were nice enough to put the blue bin out oh, no. and the blue bin was emptied. So... The point I'm trying to make is that I'd like to know why Royal Mail felt the need to put an item that was delivered to my house into my supposed asked-for safe space when I never ever asked for anything to ever be put in a safe space. And thus, thusly, unfortunately, I no longer have the custom-made Talking Codswallop T-shirt that I should have oh, received. No. <laughs> Not oh, cool. No. Not cool. No, not at all. I'll send you another one. Don't worry. But well, yeah, don't that worry. isn't. I, I, it is, I am pretty pissed off. And they've thrown away the inserts. Well, the inserts must have been removed and got rid of 
for my bluebin anyway because they don't get used anymore. But that's not the point. Uh, yeah. I have contacted Royal Mail and they've told me a way this can be resolved. Uh, so we'll discuss that later, Gemma. Okay, no problem. Oh, what a shame. Mm. I'm rather pissed off. But yeah, I love the tick in your safe place. <laughs> yeah. So, so safe that it gets destroyed. Royal Mail, if I wanted a safe place, I would have specified a safe place. Why don't you do what you normally do and take my stuff to the delivery office? Yeah, You've never exactly. done this to me before. But anyway, uh, not impressed, not cool. Not no, because cool. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if that T-shirt's turned up yet. But, you know, oh, obviously I was just... Up. Yeah. Oh, that's a real shame, a though. Somewhere. Well, it will be in a landfill somewhere now. <laughs> well, maybe you could ask somebody from uh, Royal Mail to go and seek it out. Or I'll work on the principle that some creature somewhere on that landfill is gaining benefit from the T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's walking around within it. <laughs> mm. And all the other animals are going, damn, that creature's cool. <laughs> Oh well, that's annoying, but never mind. Mm. I mean, at least I've got I've got a couple that you know, like in your size and that. So we'll cool. sort it out. Well, thank you very much for that one. No, that's okay, no problem. And uh, obviously, we've got Isla White coming con coming up soon, anyway. So we need to get you kitted out definitely. I'll so. have to be dressed appropriately for that. Yeah, Thunder be dozing, cool, and codswalloped. And codswalloped, yeah. <laughs> actually, it's quite funny actually because. Uh, what was it I put on the label? I put your name, and then I put in in the middle, I put best co-host. But then I was thinking the podcast is actually called Talking Codswallop, and Codswallop <laughs> means rubbish, so maybe I gave the... Uh, <laughs> maybe I gave the clue and put it in the bin. Codswallop bin. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly oh. hope not. No, I certainly hope not too, but, well, you know, these things happen, don't they, especially when you just... Trust Royal Mail, so... Well, they've, ne- they've always been pretty good with me until now, so let's hope this can get resolved, eh? Let's, let's try and end on a positive. Let's hope on that on that chapter of that discussion. Let's hope they put the, something can be resolved for both of us. I'm sure it will, so there's no problem at all. That's pretty much all the craziness I've experienced. The funny cheese going around a, a weird, uneventful Comic-Con, losing a precious T-shirt, uh, and also right. having the... Um, tripod for my camera fall apart. But other than that, we're all good. Oh, no. <laughs> so you've had a good week, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been bitching. <laughs> <laughs> Before we actually came on to record today, I asked people of the general public, a.k.a. our wonderful listeners, if they had any questions for us. Right on. A few people did ask a few questions. So, again, the lovely Bob Christian who is at Scribbleology, he asked, what TV programme is your favourite guilty pleasure? Hmm. Is this for me first, then? You or I, if you have one that you know straight away, then... Frasier. Frasier? Oh, see, I love Frasier. I'm not guilty about it. <laughs> oh, I don't really feel guilt, apart from the fact that I should probably do another thing. But yeah, Frasier is probably the big guilty pleasure that I'll watch and watch and watch. My favourite guilty pleasure. But again, I'm not that guilty about it. But... That was One Tree Hill. I used to love that program. One Tree Hill, yeah. Pass, sorry, can't visualise it. Uh, It was a fantastic program, and uh, I think it had about eight to nine series, and it was really, really good, and it was like basically 
these teenagers. It was a bit like Dawson's Creek in a way. Ah, uh, yeah. Never saw it, but I, I know of it, yeah. Yeah, so it was just like their lives as as teenagers. But now actually talking about it, I'm thinking I actually would like to go back and watch them. And it was it was really fun. So Got on DVD, crack out the DVD. I think I still got them. Bob's guilty pleasure was Desperate Housewives. <gasps> it's I, I used to love that show, mainly because I am in love with Terry Hadger. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Terry Hadger. I'm afraid I fell off watching after the first few series, but man, yeah. I will never forget. Let's make. I'm sorry, I'm making this about me, but I will. <laughs> I will never That's forget okay. when I saw the the an advert for that before it ever came out. I was like watching it. I went, thought, is, is that Terry Hatcher? Because she's not been on TV for an awful long time, and that was the main thing that got my attention. But yeah, mm, Terry Hatcher. <laughs> he also wrote, "Loving the pod, guys. Keep up the great work." So that's nice of him to finish with that. I really enjoyed Desperate Housewives as well. So basically, we've had a trifecta here. We all like Desperate Housewives. Yep. Sweet. But it seems that only one of us was guilty about it. (laughs) The other two of us. Yeah, I felt no guilt. No guilt whatsoever. Okay, so next question is from Claire Edge, who is Miss C. Edge on Twitter. I like that as a name. That's very, very precise. She's not a teacher by any chance, is she? She actually is, yeah. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) <laughs> I called okay, so, it. <laughs> so she has got two questions. One of them is, "What's your favourite cheese?" So I'm a little bit boring. Mine's probably a cheddar or what's it called? Red Leicester. Isn't red velvet a cake? <laughs> yeah. So it's red Leicester, uh, red velvet. <laughs> right. Uh, mine is probably Stilton. Stilton. But yeah. I, I particularly like there's a cheese, and I can't put it, is it a French cheese? Well, uh, all I can put it this way is you will open the box, yeah. the, your house will smell of it for some Ooh. extended period of time. It's one of these things that after you've eaten it, you can start to still taste it. And it's one yeah. where I actually bought it, and it was so strong, my cow reeked for Ooh. several days. But it's very good cheese. <laughs> well, I like cheese. I really do. But at the same time, I, I can't stand Stilton. And and that kind of cheese, really, because I just think to myself, well, I wouldn't eat a mouldy loaf of bread, so why would I eat mouldy cheese? Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, but no, I'm really not <laughs> missing out. Uh, my gag reflexes can't uh, can't cope with that, unfortunately. <laughs> See, I like the idea that the cheese will walk into the room. It's that mature, so <laughs> <laughs> it can buy a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but on the subject of cheese, because we didn't really talk about your Reaper cheese experience, so did you want to tell us a little bit about? you know, how it went and everything before, obviously, I will put the audio in, but what your thoughts were? It was, I, I kind of like people to listen to the audio. Something I recommend, we'll put it that way, I really would, I recommend it. It's an interesting experience. It's mentioned within the recording, but I'm going to say it now. I challenge Bam, who uh, is a YouTuber that I know, to, I want him to up his game. It's, it's called Bam Blows. I, I want him to up his game and I want him to do a chilly challenge himself. Ah, 
That's very good. So, so Bam yeah, the Gauntlet is down to you, my friend. But no, I <laughs> recommend this cheese, certainly. But I would seriously say, for some people, stay clear, it, it could be problematic for you. So Okay. Well, we'll hear more when I insert the audio, but just uh, just wondering if it did sort of blow your head off, so to speak, or... It's half an hour of, of me screaming. <laughs> And shouting, shouting, <laughs> oh God, why? <laughs> and that was just the following day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly, it's, it, let's put it this way. It, um, what I will say about it is if you ever need a good clear out, that's your product. Okay. Well, I, I don't think for me, because the korma is usually the spiciest curry that I usually have, so not very good with spice. <laughs> ah, right. This may not be the cheese for you then. <laughs> no, I would try a little bit probably. But I wouldn't go out and sort of buy buy the actual cheese. You know, if somebody was offering it to me, I would maybe try a little bit of it just to try it. Always try new things, so that's uh, yeah. positive. Yeah, so it depends how drunk I am as well. Not sure that alcohol in this product are mixed really well, but... Do they not? I don't think so. Your stomach could be an absolute um, in state of chaos, I suspect. But anyway. Maybe I won't do it with alcohol then, in that case. Yeah. Okay, and her follow-up question is, have you ever been to New York City? New York? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, oh, many have years ago, but yes, I have been to New York. It was very nice. New York, it is where the wet dreams are made of. <laughs> it's actually accurate. <laughs> but I've been to New York a couple of times as well. So was this uh, was yours before or after sort of Kevin Smith? Uh, way before. I was only 13 when I went. Ah, okay. When I think of New York, I think of... You may get this reference, you may not. Hey, we're in New York. I got a gun. Let's go to a Broadway show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, good, you got it. I did, yeah. <laughs> we're in... Hi, welcome to Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what was your favourite part of New York? I know it was quite, you know, a while ago. Can't remember. I just really enjoyed being there. So I don't know what really stood out for me, unfortunately, I'm afraid. But I think it's just the fact that you know you're in a city with such history and and fame to it. And for me also, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, so it sort of ties into all that as well. Yeah. Next time I go back to New York, I have to find where the Ghostbusters... um, Oh, the Ladder 48 building. Yeah, the, yeah, where the building is. Yeah, I just need to go on a geek fest, you know, and walk around and, you know, m- maybe even check out a coffee mm. shop and stuff like that. But it would be more Ghostbusters that I'd want to go and see. Hey, I like that. It's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, this might be helpful tips for anybody who is actually going to New York. So basically, you know, because how in the UK we can sit outside of a coffee shop or whatever <clears throat> and you can you can light up a cigarette and you can sit on their seats and have a cigarette and stuff again in new york you can't do that because it's still part of the property line so you actually have to go out onto the street to to smoke so yeah it's another thing that you know might be useful for somebody <clears throat> to to know along the line because again i didn't realize but as soon as they came running out i was like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> So, but yeah, I I really enjoyed my experience in New York. Good, I'm glad you did. That yeah. sounds very good. Yeah, and I didn't just smoke the whole time. I did yeah. actually go sightseeing and things like that. But I prefer New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, I prefer New Jersey over New York. To be honest, it's a little bit quieter. <laughs> okay, so next question is from TSD Joker sixty four. 
Hey, dude. I'll do that. No, it's a dude. Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) What did you think of the Captain Marvel trailer? I'm looking forward (laughs) to hearing the answer. (laughs) Well, if anyone has seen my Twitter feed, as I've now become a uh, a Twitter user, I was very underwhelmed, to be honest. I was not... didn't grab my attention, if I'm honest. I mean, I don't know. The problem I've got is I don't think I know enough about the source material, so I couldn't really get hyped for it enough. But I'm sure once maybe I see another trailer, once I learn a bit more about it, I'll be happy. What did really, really impress me was the the de-aging on uh, Samuel Jackson. So that was pretty cool, I've got to be honest. That was quite good. Oh, okay. Because I haven't actually seen it, so... <gasps> Have I ruined it for you? Sorry. Sorry. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't able to actually sort of make a comment on that one, but I was hoping that you'd seen it so that we could at least answer it, one of us. So Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know how... Again, I don't know about the character maker decision, but yeah, it could be good. It could be good. There's only ever slight concern on things like this is whether we're going to see this push in a certain way due to the Me Too movement, that it would take it away from what it might have originally been as a film to something else. Yeah. But... Who knows, eh? Let's just see. Yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed it is actually, you know, it's it's going to be well done and very good, a typical Marvel film. <laughs> yeah. So, right, Andy Barr. Hi, Andy. <laughs> He's Andy Barr 79 on Twitter. I invite you both for a one-to-one life appraisal health check, i.e. how are we doing against our personal goals? To personal, Andy. <laughs> yeah. for, a first t- for a first time meeting you said it was a health exam so do I get my prostate checked as well because if I do I want I can't have it just rough it's got to be I need you know some some music some candles you know maybe some wine yeah. you know, to make me relaxed about the situation I haven't finished no. the question yet James <laughs> so going back our personal goals <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Our personal goals, like the annual review at work. What are your highlights and lowlights of 2018? What have you got left to do against your goals? Okay, let's break it down then. Highlights of 2018. Well, it's not 2017 because I had a pretty bad year last year. So that's one, one big thing. Big highlight, continuing friendships with Gemma, becoming the co-host of Talking Cod's Wallop is being very serious. Humor aside, is a very high point of the year. Knowing that friends and family uh, are well, finding out that my good friends Jen and Lyndon are going to be parents in March is a big... March next year is a big, big highlight. I found that out recently. And, you know, just the various other things that are going on. They're the high the high points of the year so far. Hopefully, things can only get better. That's good. And have you got any low points at this point? Because that was part of it. So Losing that T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm trying to think. My high points, I think mine would be related to this podcast as well and how far I've taken it so far. Yeah. Like the fact that I can foresee how far you and I are going to take it now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's still going to be people coming on to the podcast doing, you know, guest interviews and things like that. Still definitely want to keep that going. But, you know, for the time being, obviously, while James was new to it, I wanted to give you the opportunity of every week, you know, it's just being the two of us so that we can get that proper bond going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really am pleased at how well this is going. And I'm also really pleased as well that I've broken out onto my own mm-hmm. with 
regards to networks as well. So Good. again, to plug Podbean, it is nice because I can actually get to do all of the behind the scenes work as well. So like uploading the show, all those kind of things and actually being able to control seeing how many listeners I have and things like that, you know, instead of having to sort of beg and plead or, you know, just ask in other cases for, you know, what's my weekly stats, you know, it's, it became annoying that I had to ask every week, but now it's just at my fingertips. So that's good. Low side. I, I don't think I've really got many. Good. Or if any. That's a so, very, very good sign. Mm, I mean, none that I can air on the podcast anyway, but um, I'm a strong believer in that you shouldn't air your dirty laundry in public, so uh, I won't be won't be saying uh, my lows. Too much about too much, yeah. Yeah. And Andy also asked, let's get to know Jem and James. What is one fact that would surprise the show? So as in, like, the fish. I like it. I'm a shark. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not a shark. That really would surprise me. <laughs> I used to horse ride and show jump. There you go. Okay. That surprised the fish. Yeah, that surprised me. Uh, well, I've probably said it before, but I'm a lot shyer than I come across as. So I think that is quite a big surprise <laughs> to most people. It's a surprise to me. So Yeah, it's like when I'm when I'm out of my comfort zone. I am incredibly shy and I will speak to people because I'm very polite as well. But at the same time, if, like I mentioned with regards to the Comic Cons and things, that to actually go up to somebody and approach them to kind of talk about my podcast or get them to follow me and things like that is, is a massive deal if I actually do it because it is very intimidating mm. for me. So yeah, I think that's probably one of my, uh, I think that's probably the fact that I would use for that one, so... Yes, Gemma starts the scary memories when she was at Collectomania looking at the Batmobile and someone just appeared next to her. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I knew you at that point. You Like, I kind of knew you at that point. True. This is true. But no, I, I wasn't worried about meeting you because, like I said, I'd um, I'd had that interaction with you already. It's when it's just completely Joe Bloggs on, on their own walking around, you know, I... You know, I'm really, I'm really pushing myself to get over this because <clears throat> it's something I really do need to get over <clears throat> and I'm sick of it now. So yes. So that is, uh, that is my life goal. He's also asked, he's got a lot of questions, Andy, which is great, which is what I wanted. So Andy, Andy, do you work for the government? He does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or is he a member of the men in black? <laughs> uh he used to live in germany as well so maybe he does maybe Ooh. he's a spy maybe he's a german spy at our andy hey, not a problem i'm of german heritage so no problem of course i completely forgot maybe one day what we could do is you could open the episode for andy and you could say it all in german okay i may need to brush up for a while and don't That's get, fine. and all i'll say andy is don't get your expectations too high <laughs> <laughs> but it's all, all you need to say is welcome to this week's Talking God's Wallop. Oh, I can do that then. Yeah. Okay. In that case, so next week then, <laughs> you can open up the episode. Okay. Okay. In I'll German. Have to, I'll have to get the exact translation of what Talking God's Wallop would be in German. So. <laughs> well, that, that could be English, I suppose, couldn't it? Because that's the name of the product. Mm-hmm. We'll leave that thought for next time. You're about to be dumped on a desert island. What one song or album 
or any one item of audio recording, i.e. podcast episode, audio book, etc., do you take before you are stranded? I'll take a audio recording called 101 Ways to Get Off a Desert Island. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to it intently. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be a podcast episode because eventually, like with songs and things, as much as I would love it at the very beginning, I know that after a while I would end up being like, I hate this song. I never <laughs> want to hear it again, you know. But then I've got the choice of an album mm. or any one audio recording, i.e. podcast episode. So uh I think it would either have to be, it would have to be, Tell them Steve Dave, episode 97, I think mm-hmm. I would have to take. Yeah, because that is the episode where, you know, Brian Johnson and his dickies. And it was also the first episode that I ever heard of Tell them Steve Dave as well. So, yeah, I think I think that one is coming with me. <laughs> but if I can take a few different podcasts with me, I would take the Master Debaters with me. <laughs> and there's another podcast or another couple of podcasts that I listen to, which are Lights in the Sky. And they are a comedy podcast, which they basically talk about all supernatural type things, basically. But I have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are very, very good. Very, very funny. And they're also from New Zealand as well. So they've got those uh, wacky and wonderful accents as well to go along with it. And uh, I can't forget my my boy Beach as well. So he is from Australia and he's got two podcasts as well, which are called Dog's Best Friend and Comics BS. Those are another two podcasts that I would take with me. To which we say, g'day. Yeah. <laughs> g'day, Bruce. G'day, sport. <laughs> but the both of them are really great guys as well. So, you know. I I wanted to also give them a little shout out as well. So, okay. So moving on to the final but wonderful last question. That is from Craig. Hello, Craig. Yeah, he also has his own podcast as well. So I'm sorry, Craig, that I didn't say that I was taking you to the desert island, but it would have been on the list if the people who were taking me would allow me to download it. But I'm ever so sorry. (laughs) Um, So that is Half-Assed Horrorcast. So it's a horror podcast, but they are, you know, again, they're really funny as well. Mm-hmm. What is your pop culture comfort food, movies, TV shows, music, books that you return to when you're under the weather, depressed, etc.? I'll let you go first, Gemma, because I've been very boorish and not been gentlemanly allowed you to go first. So I'll let you go first on this one. Thank you very much. Okay, so it depends. Obviously, if I'm under the weather uh, to being depressed, it is, it is a different scenario really so with regards to if i'm depressed actually ironically if i listen to heavy metal music that actually pulls me out of my depression quite quickly i think it's either the sound of the music or the fact that sometimes they're actually singing about stuff that's actually worse than what i'm actually going through at the time (laughs) that actually pulls me out of it but either way that is the music of choice like if i'm if I'm really having a really, really bad day, then if I stick something on that's heavy metal related, even even to the point that, you know, sometimes it might even be Slayer, and it will actually, sounds it sounds awful, but it will actually cheer me up. And that sounds really awful, but it, it does. It seems to work. So 
But then if I'm under the weather, it's like movies. I just absolutely love movies. So if I'm, it really, really depends on what kind of mood I'm in, really. Like if I'm in a happy mood or if I'm in a soppy mood, you know, it, it will affect different types of food, uh, food, <laughs> films that I actually watch. So yeah. Um, I haven't given a definite answer about the movies really, but I love, I love horror. So, you know, that's always something fun to watch. But then if I'm feeling under the weather, I probably would put on like something a little bit soppy, like a, you know, a girly flick sort of thing, just to kind of make me smile cheesily, you know, <laughs> make me feel a little bit better or, uh, you know, a comedy. So, yeah. What about yourself? If we go backwards, I think I'm feeling under the weather. I'll maybe uh, sort of like I'm, I, I'll put anything on that and it'll give me a kick. So I might put like say a Bond film on. I may sometimes even put a horror film on. It's generally a film that has a a positive sort of memory or positive memory or sort of brings happiness to me. Was well, one of the questions if I'm feeling depressed. What would I do? What would I yeah. listen to? So if I was feeling depressed, I'd probably put on a Kevin Smith podcast of some sort, because I usually, in some of my darkest times, I've either put TESD on or a, like a Kevin Smith, and it'll pull me out of it when I've been going through horrible times. So that's usually pretty damn good stuff for giving me good, you know, making me smile and laugh again at things. And what was the third option? If you can refresh my memory, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just putting it back up again, sorry. So movies, TV shows, music, books, what would you return to when you're under the weather or depressed, etc.? Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll watch Frasier, and for reading, well, I'll, I'll read just about anything. I've got a book called Summer in Time, which was made into a film. I, I love the film, but I also like the book, so that's usually quite good for giving you a shake if you're feeling a bit crappy that's quite interesting that we're given like completely different answers as well <laughs> one more thing i just remembered that so if it if it's one of the brat pack style films that really pulls me out of it as well okay what ones are they then so things like the breakfast club 16 candles uh... ah yes yeah anything that was kind of like 80s oh, typical God, yeah. 80s films yeah. yeah i get you yeah fantastic i love the breakfast club i can't believe it took me that long to watch it because i only watched it like a couple of months ago but did i recommend that to you you may have done yeah but i know that a lot of people have recommended yeah. it to me and i just hadn't watched it so i don't know why but you know it's a phenomenal film yeah yeah definitely right so story of the week i have got <laughs> I went from having none this morning to having the option of five. Oh, right. So I'm not going to use all five, but I am going to give you the headers of them and you're <clears> going to tell me which of them that you want to listen to. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I want to discuss. All right, so the first one is Spot Squeezing Cake. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, it gets worse. <laughs> oh dear man eats toe after chopping it off mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. angry seagull forces tesco's to close <laughs> um <laughs> i kind of want the last two but i'm gonna go with because it sounds so disgusting oh, no, no, no. there's oh, one more all oh, right yeah. sorry sorry no, that's okay there's one more oh there's two more sorry apologies okay a pensioner's giant cock had become a tourist attraction and then the final one is tiny wall around Donald Trump's star. 
I'm going to have to go with the seagull, actually. The seagull? Yeah. Okay. And I think I'm going to choose the giant cock as well, because that is just, that is funny. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have two stories of the week this week. Cool. Well. Angry seagull terrorises Truro, Tesco, (laughs) after perching atop the pet food aisle. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Again, an irate avian forced the total evacuation of a supermarket in Cornwall on Tuesday evening as shoppers looked on in horror. The angry seagull swooped into Tesco's store at around 8.30pm and began harassing customers and staff. One employee told SWNS, which I guess is the newspaper, I was unaware of the presence until it nearly flew into my head. Uh, yeah. Another customer was reportedly hit in the face by the seagull as it entered the shop. The store was eventually forced to close for 75 minutes as staff, uh, staff attempted to apprehend the angry bird, leaving more than 50 people unable to get their purchases. Was it hanging around the fish aisle? <laughs> no, it was on the pet, it was on the pet aisle. Pet food aisle. Well, no, yeah. I, was, I was wondering if it moved, but obviously not. Dear me. <laughs> uh, the girl was eventually captured and safely released outside after taunting workers from a top pack <laughs> of an I am's cat food. <laughs> taunted them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quite. I think that's a bit of artistic license there, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a tiny little video of it. it flying around which i have watched before and it wasn't overly fantastic so i'm not going to play that but um yes yeah, so so people in cornwall are getting kicked out of tesco's because of because of an angry <laughs> angry seagull <laughs> dear me i have to say though seagulls are really vicious oh yeah they're nasty yeah, they are i don't like seagulls they get on my nerves they're noisy and they're horrible oh, yeah yeah they are they are horrible bird that I think they're the only bird that I don't like. And uh, unfortunately, where I live, they're the most... Lots of them. Yeah, the most prominent bird in the world. But yes, so that is... Um, yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Can you say any more about the angry seagull on this one? I mean, this was the one that you chose to read out, so... I bet it was seriously pecking people's heads in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was written the pe- the pecking order, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you where it lived in the pecking order, yeah. <laughs> uh, boom. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We've covered the full wingspan of that one. Yay! <laughs> okay, so the one that I chose, Pensioner's Giant Cock has become a tourist attraction in Fife. So Fife is in Scotland for anybody who doesn't know that. Jim Hughes has erected a 14-foot rooster in his front garden. Oh, it's not a real cock. <laughs> no, and the sort of thing you were thinking of anyway. <laughs> I know. A Scottish pensioner's home has become a local tourist attraction after he erected a 14-foot, which in brackets is 4.25 metres, cockerel in his front garden. 73-year-old Jim Hughes pruned his ivy-covered tree into the shape of a male chicken outside of his home in... Oh, God. 
outside of his home in east somewhere in Scotland that I can't pronounce. Okay. And even added a beak and a comb to make it look even more cock-like. And it, it does, to be fair. It looks quite good. Originally, it was an old cherry blossom tree, Hughes told Fife today. It got that big that I was worried about it being blown over and hit a car. So so he's worried there's a prom keeping it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't resist, sorry. It's in the front garden and looks out into the street. Since okay. then... Quite a few people have been stopping to take photographs, he added. Mm. I call it Jock. Jock the cock. (laughs) Jock the cock. (laughs) And it's crowning for independence. You know, he he decided that he didn't want any harm to happen to anyone. So, you know, he's obviously made an artistic feature out of it. So he's very good. He's he's done a good thing. I'm liking it. It's uh, positive. The only thing is, though, if the wind blows down and a giant cock falls on your car, like, <laughs> well, yes, how would you explain that one? What's happened? A giant cock landed on me. Right, get out. Insurance loss adjuster's like, nope, not happening, you pervert. <laughs> Jim isn't the only keen uh, horticulturalist. Horticulturalist. Yeah, thank you. Making headlines with bizarre topperery. Back in February, tree surgeon Chris Bishop rose to fame after pruning an 18-foot tree in his property into a giant penis. (laughs) Worcestershire resident Chris spent three years growing out the cypress tree before he was able to trim it down to look like a huge gentleman's sausage. (laughs) The green-fingered 43-year-old told caterers, I'm not sure who caterers are, but I guess it's who wrote the article, no one's commented when I've been out in the garden. People have just looked at it and walked past. I think it's because they're trying to work out whether it's just their dirty minds. Despite protests from angry neighbours, Chris said he plans on growing the foliage out even more so he can add a pair of testicles <laughs> to the sculpture. <laughs> can I just say? Yeah. There's no, if he wants to grow that thing, you know, I feel it's unfair. People should not bash the bishop over this. No, no, exactly. If he wants to do that, yeah, it's his garden. Yep. He paid for it. So he should be allowed to do whatever he yeah. wants in it. No bishop bashing. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so what do you think of these two gentlemen's <laughs> achievements this week? <laughs> well, they're certainly members of something, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, if it makes them happy I don't know how happy I'd be as a neighbour I think I'd be quite happy I think I'd just laugh the whole time mm, And I guess it'd increase tourism But yeah, hey, whatever works for them Yeah, you know. exactly And if Unless you're extremely prudish I think most people are going to be um, laughing I've got, I've got to ask the question though Why have they got such interest in male genitalia? Well, the guy drew the uh, giant privet anyway yeah, I think he probably did it for a shock factor, mm. to be honest. Or maybe there's a deeper psychological thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, the, you know what, actually, I would quite like to get Chris Bishop onto the show to actually find out a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chris, come on the show. Yeah. I'm taking James's line here, but yeah, I'd really like to speak to him about that because... He looks like a normal guy. Yeah, Chris, come on, and I want to psychologically try and work you out. (laughs) The picture here as well, which I will post up, 
is of him with his tree. Obviously, he's um, quite stood quite far away from it, but he's actually cup cup holding his tree. <laughs> Chris, please come oh, on the show. Please. I want to profile you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk to you. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to do anything, yeah, <laughs> anything to shame you or anything like that. I literally just want to talk to this guy. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was it disturbing? Is there any other topics that you wanted to discuss this week? Because it's been a bit different than usual. Mm. Have you seen any, I don't know if it's something that would interest, have you seen any pictures from the Joker film that's been made, the standalone Joker film? I haven't, not yet, no. They've released pictures of Jacqueline Phoenix dressed up as his character, Arthur Fleck, who in this film, which is not linked to anything else, where he will uh, become... The Joker of sort. They've shown some unofficial pictures in makeup, but it's very interesting stuff. There's one very interesting observation made by Kevin Smith that if you think about this guy's name, his name, it's not spelt completely correctly, but his name reads as A. Fleck. Oh. <laughs> like it says, ooh, that Affleck. <laughs> oh, that Affleck, indeed. And do you know, there was something that realised, you know, with Anthony Stewart's mm. head that if you just take his first two initials and his last name, mm. he's actually Asshead. Yep. <laughs> Bet he had a wonderful time as a child, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> oh, the new Joker does look good. Mm. I mean, he's weird looking, but he does look good. Yeah. But it'll be something, it'll have nothing to do with the old stuff, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, and that is a good thing, isn't it? Mm. Because it is always something new. There was a lot of people at the Comic-Con that were dressed up as uh, all different variations mm. of the Joker as well, and that was quite fun. Excellent. That was quite good. Anyone dressed up like Kev or anybody? No, but there was two guys that were dressed up as Wayne and Garth. Oh, cool. So Wayne's World, yeah, that was really fun. Like the guy who was Wayne, he had a pass around his neck and he kept holding it Backstage up to pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys are amazing. <laughs> but I am quite proud of myself at Cardiff, to be honest. I did speak to quite a lot of people, but I just didn't have my mic on. You, you, done, I mean? you did. So I, uh, did yeah. No, I can understand, yeah. but you've done well on it, Jim. It's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I try. I'm trying. Mm -hmm. Well, in that case then, because it sounds like neither of us have got anything else to say. Nope, we're all we're all tuckered out. We've been talking enough codswallop this week. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been Gemma. I allegedly have been James. Why allegedly? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will stick to me then. <laughs> well, anyway, he's been James. <laughs> and she's been Gemma. Yeah. And it's good night from me. It's good night from her. That's it, cheese. We'll go somewhere where there's cheese. Hello, I'm James Stafford and I'm the co-host of Talking Codswallop. Today I'm going to undertake the Reaper Chili Cheese Challenge. We're going to see just how hot and strong this cheese really is. A shout out to uh, Gemma, my co-host, uh, my friends who showed interest in me doing this, and most importantly, to anyone who else who wants to try this, but also shout out to Bam Blows, who I'm going to challenge to undertake a similar test. So Bam, it'll be over to you. Now the interesting thing about the Reaper Chili Cheese is the fact that on the the Morrison's product, it says, warning, the Carolina Reaper chilies used in this cheese are extremely hot. Avoid contact with eyes, sensitive areas, and thoroughly wash hands after handling. 
Keep away from children, pets. This approach should be avoided if you are pregnant, have asthma. Okay, I do actually have asthma. Skin allergies or digestive sensitivities. Sensitivities even. Make everyone fully aware of the potential danger of eating or handled improperly. So, bit of a worry. So, all I've got to protect me at this point in time is some bread, some almond milk, which has the ability to also stick to the mat I'm using, and some, well, that's it. So is this going to be something that absolutely floors me? Puts me in anaphylactic shock? Or am I just going to think, nah, there's nothing to it? So let's give it a whirl. So first of all, I'm going to try it just by cutting a piece off. Now as I am my own cameraman, I have to guess whether you can or can't see this. Now it doesn't smell any more different than, say, Mexican cheese. Mexican chili cheese, so it's going to be interesting to see exactly what it's like, but we'll give it a shot, eh? So first, first of many bites, hopefully, bottoms up. So texture-wise, it's pretty soft, but you can feel the burn almost straight away. But you can really feel the burn straight away as soon as you have a little piece of it. What it will be very good at is clearing the old sinuses out. For a cheese that contains very, very hot peppers, it's got a very surprisingly creamy texture to it. So I'll have a bit of bread, because this is just about trying the product and doing the challenge. What as I will say is my nose has already started to run, and my mouth has already started to burn. Now what we have for this is also a visual represent a visual recording of it, but we also have a audio recording. But again the interesting is you can't smell Anything that particularly tells you it's going to be strong. You only get the hit when you bite into it. Now, if somebody likes spicy food, what sort of hit would I give? What, what marking rating would I give it? Um, <coughs> Simon, if I do go into shock, it's been a buzz. And if it does finish me off, then you're not getting my house, sorry. When I took the initial bite of it, it was interesting to note that the first hit you got from it it's a real strong intense. You don't get that as it goes on though. I won't lie, it does make you sweat, it does make your nose run. But on a scale of one to ten, hmm, that was some bread, and I'll I've had some milk. But I'll have a bit more cheese and just go with the cheese. Then the honest Morrison's bit of a letdown. It, it it has the build up, it has the burn, but it's nothing desperately different than you get off a good strong Mexican cheese Mexican chili cheese, sorry yeah, my tongue's buzzing um, my nose is running, as I'm sure you can unfortunately probably see but I don't think this challenge will beat me I'll keep going and this piece with a big piece of green chili see how this hits me got a lovely texture you can take a mouthful and take any milk. I'm going to get a tissue. Again, a bit of a letdown though. If you want a palate cleanser, it's great, or a nose cleaner. But the great fire of things, not much to it. I've eaten just over half of it. No hiccuping yet. Yes, there's burning, yes, there's sweating, but yeah, Morrison's, you want to make a hot cheese, you've got to be game, people. I can eat this all day. 
Now I have come to a bit that's very pepper, uh, very chilly intensive. No change in smell. What will be interesting to see is whether, yep, I'm feeling that burn, but hold my horses, I am feeling the real burn now. Okay, that's hot. There is, there's an aftertaste of the cheese still, but the heat really intensifies as you get near the thicker end of the cheese. But it's nothing that blows your socks off. I would say if you like hot food and you like somewhat of a challenge, try it. Bam! I want you to find something even stronger, even hotter. Bam's the man, because I watch Bam snort numbing cream. So Bam, I'm throwing down the gauntlet to you. I want you to find something really hot and eat it. Why don't you try some pure Reaper chilies on their own? Or a Reaper cheese with some Dorset Naggers? You up to it, man? Because I bet you are. So yeah, in the great scheme of things, on a hot cheese, We'll give it a seven. We'll be pleasant. The heat does build. The heat's really starting to build. But it's edible. It's okay. I'll give you an aftermath video in a bit. I am now starting to sweat. 